Hey everyone, it's Tom Kui here, Alpha Metallica. Just for a quick intro before the intro, firstly to say, really appreciate everyone who is listening to the show, who's getting in touch, who is following this 72 seasons journey. But unfortunately, it is about to come to an end. I mean, we have like three or four, maybe five songs left. I'm losing count now. But I want to keep going. So I am going to be doing the blacklist, as I mentioned before. So I'm going to be, rather than going individually through the 51, I mean, I love the 51. I love the original 151, the Pokemon Kanto, you know, crop there. But in both cases, to detail each one individually would take a hell of a lot of time. So I'm thinking maybe with the blacklist, uh, you know, I'll be doing like, say, Enter Sandman, we'll do it in two parts with different guests and we'll do like, you know, three songs or whatever and divide it up that way. But before I get into the blacklist after 72 seasons, the the reason why I'm kind of interrupting, uh, you know, kind of regular broadcasting here is because I want to do portals. His instrumental EP that came out uh, in April last year, April 2022, and there are four songs on that. There is Maiden and the Monster, The Jin, High Plains Drifter, and The Incantation. So, yeah, we're going to do it traditional Alpha Metallica style. going to be really fun to talk about Kirk's music, especially because it's instrumental, which you guys know that I love. I mean, go back for the archives. You know, doing this show, I've sort of forgot old episodes that I used to do. Like, there's a really good episode where it's me just, I mean, I say it's a really good episode. <laughs> it's only me on it, but it is really good. I'm quite proud of it. Of my top 10 instrumental albums. So go back and check that on Alpha Metallica. I am really instrumental music. Obviously, I love slash hate Kirk, but love him really, you know. And I think this sort of stuff, this this spooky kind of mixolydian expert, you know, I, I can't, I've listened to this a fair bit, but I'm still kind of still kind of baking in. So basically, it's a long way of saying MetallicaProductGmail.com. If you want to come on the show and you want to discuss one of the four songs that I just listed, Made in the Monster, The Gin, High Plains Drifter, The Incantation, let me know. If you're picky and you're just like, Tom, I need to do The Gin, then yeah, hit me up there and we'll, we'll, we'll set a little, uh, little Skype date or whatnot. But, um, if you just want to come on, if you just want to chat, then I can give you a song as well. And then we are doing the blacklist after that. So yeah, also people have been getting in touch already. So if you want to get in touch and just let me know, Tom, I want to come on the show and I want to do whatever and I want to tackle whatever band, then I will say A-OK, affirmative. I'm I'm happy to have you aboard. So um, yeah, this is a very long blathering intro here. Of course, we have Patreon and Twitter at MetallicaPod and MetallicaPodGmail.com, which I've just mentioned. Get in touch with me there. And I do talk fast, don't I? I notice that I talk fast. I know on the Metal Your Podcast Discord, apparently there was some, um, you know, they loved the episode, but some people were just saying they were struggling to to, to deal with the speed of the kid. And, and I do get that. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going to step in front of myself here and stop myself in the future. And we're going to go into this great episode with John about Chasing Life. Here the guys are. Very happy to welcome this guy back. He was he was gracious enough to come on the show to help me kickstart back up this old jalopy. John, how's it going? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm very well. And it's been about two months or so since we last chatted the SNM2 episode. Fantastic episode. Really been well received. You know, 72 seasons has been out for a little while then. Like, where would you rank it? Where would you rank it Metallica-wise in terms of their albums? I mean, I know you've had decades more with Load and whatnot, but... To you, is it one of the greats? Is it one of the more kind of, you know, it was a tier list. Where are you putting it? Uh, oh, that's an uh, that's an excellent question. Um, I don't actually know. I was saying to yeah. my wife uh, yesterday that I was coming on the show and mm. I was saying I'm talking about this album. And it's really weird because it's not an album. I haven't listened to the album in full um, in about, I don't know, a month or two. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not something I keep going back to. And I think... Uh, as far as where it ranks, I mean, it's. I mean, Kill 'Em All has traditionally been my least favorite album. Sure. Um, but I don't think it's better than Kill 'Em All. So does that make it the worst for me? I don't know. I mean, it's it's good modern day Metallica, but it's not something I think that I go back to. 
quite a bit. No, I understand that. And, and again, yeah, the, you know, this record came out on April 14th and we're, we're recording this on June 10th. So I don't know. Maybe, you know, in 20 years when we do the 72 Seasons box set episode, the, <laughs> you, you know, you may have changed your mind or whatever. But I, I yeah, I kind of agree as well. It, you've, you've ultimately, you've just got to play the game of deduction, really. You've just got to be like, okay, do I think it's better than this? Do I think it's better than that? And, you know, it can just creep its way down for me. And I really think, I, I, yeah, I think Hardwired might be a little better, but I think maybe I like these songs more. But, yeah, it's not, you know, it's not troubling the hallowed spot of St. Anger for me, let's say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, and, and, and that's the other thing as well, as you say, you've got, you know, you've got, you've, we've had decades with the Black Album, with Ride the Lightning, mm-hmm. with Master Puppets and Load and things like that. And as you said, this is only two, three months old. So, I mean, <clears throat> I am going to see them in uh, Munich next year with a bunch of my friends. Nice. So I'm sure when that happens, it'll ramp up. I noticed that when I watch, um, when I watch stuff on YouTube or if I listen to podcasts and people are talking about it or they're reviewing it or that I watched some guy yesterday play Chasing Light with this Rocksmith game, which is like, oh, yes. Yeah, it's like a Guitar Hero you know, yeah, plus. Yeah, yeah, but it's actually much more mm-hmm. actually about an actual guitar. And I really enjoyed watching him play and like seeing the excitement. So I guess it's this weird thing of like, if you ask me, I'm going, oh, it's an okay record. But then if I watch something or if I'm reminded about it, I kind of go, oh, actually, it's quite cool. I think I probably would put it above Hardwired. Okay. Uh, because the back end of Hardwired really sort of falls off mm. for me. Oh, uh, whereas I think this one is kind of consistent in its in its entirety not consistent as in you know this song is better but as an album this one is far more consistent i think than um hardwired and and you never know as well you know stranger things next series might end with sleepwalk my life away and it will just give us this whole new lease <laughs> on life you know uh, well you know yeah uh, can't so, gatekeep no no exactly <laughs> not but uh, we were talking about um live record uh, performing live as well and seeing them live and it's quite exciting, really, John, isn't it? Because Metallica are currently, right now, in England, I, I, somewhere in the vicinity of, of, of Donington Park, Castle Donington. And uh, they're, they're part of Download Festival. And, you know, the Download have, of course, you know, knelt to Metallica's wishes and allowed them to play two sets, you know. And that's what they're doing on this whole tour, which is fantastic. But, uh, yeah, they did a great set yesterday. And I love the fact that, like, on all their social media posts, on all their Instagram, it's Metallica at Donington. Like, it's not yeah. download, even though no one really calls it Donington. Like, I agree with them. Like, they should call it Donington. Obviously, it's a legendary venue. Don't get me wrong. It's a kind of, you know, properly, like, you know, sacred soil. But uh, but I just love that. I just like, It's like a nice wink. It's like, yeah, we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll at Download Fest in the post, but it's like yeah. M72, Donington. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I think it's it's a real... It's a real divider. So if you're an old fuck like me, it'll always be Donington because it's mm. Castle Donington, Monsters of Rock. Oh, my God. Um, that 95 fact, show, which we've covered oh on the yeah. podcast, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and but and before that as well, the 87, of course, yep. rack, the 85, you know, the, the, there's, there's tons of stuff, tons of metallic. The Bon Jovi there, but, piss, it's, yeah. It's, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, it's always that, you know, it's it's Monsters of Rock, it's Castle Donington. And, and in fact, if you go to Metallica's, um, you go to the website and go to the tour page for the set list for this thing, in the URL, it just says Castle Donington, England. So they're very much not like giving it the download branding. You know. <laughs> no, no, but you know they, they are they are still there, of course, and you know I think they've played download so many times, like you know they don't need yeah. Nick's use to come over there. It's like it's like Maiden as well. Like I'm shocked that I think Maiden are on tour now in America or whatever, but 
you know, they're one of those bands that are, I guess it's them two that are the kind of, you know, the kings of the castle, as it were. But yeah, yeah very cool that they're playing that. But we are talking about Chasing Light. So this is this is a song of 72 seasons, obviously. <laughs> and um, it's, okay, let's, let's just start at the very start. Interesting that It and Fuel are the only Metallica songs that start with vocals and no instruments. I was just thinking that uh, this week, actually, I was trying to rack my brains if there was any other mm. song, and I, di- I didn't come up with Fuel so well then. Um, yeah, I think that's such a cool little um, uh, touch. Like, it's such an, a, a nice little way, and the, and the way that then, obviously, you find the resolution of that line in the chorus as well. So it's, there's, there's a nice little circle there. So, yeah, I don't know why they... Uh, haven't done that more but i, I really like that intro. no yeah i don't i don't i don't mind it like as a thing yeah just in media as just you know we're here in the song but i feel like fuel is an absolute classic and this yeah. is very forgettable this tune actually i think on an album that is pretty derelict of of, of creativity and innovation this is kind of I, I feel like opening with the there's no light is kind of symptomatic of you know, we're going to do this. It's a bit, it's a, you know, it's a bit fresh. It's going to catch you off guard. But then we're going to give you 45 seconds of just this interminable chugging and, and wah belches. And, and, you know, there's just there's so much filler in this song. Like, there is no reason that it has to be 6 minutes 45. No reason at all. Um, uh, well, two things. First of all, um, uh, well done for praising a reload song. <laughs> No, no, fuel, fuel stands alone, though. Fuel, come on, I know, fuel is amazing. I know, but I just thought that was worth noting. <laughs> uh, and secondly, um, I agree with you about this uh, this intro, that essentially mm. that e-chug right between mm. the line and then the main the main riff. Um, I, I find that uh, superfluous. Uh, I, I really do. I think it's, it's just like, okay, we're setting it up. And somebody else mentioned this uh, um, um I think maybe it was on on your show or somewhere else. You know the idea that Metallica feels that they have to have an intro for yeah. everything. Like oh, there God, has yeah. to be yeah. forty five seconds of an intro of something that might appear elsewhere, but usually in Latter Day Metallica, it's a kind of here's a riff, and you'll never hear this riff again, mm-hmm. and then it's gone. And and it's it is um, it is frustrating because um, I do quite like this song. Right. Um, I I would make some edits and in fact um i have spent the past half an hour editing it down <laughs> in in uh, adobe auditions nice. i've got it down to about four minutes 55 because i cut chunks out but you're right there is um there is uh, a, a a pointlessness in that in mm. having that intro just have that there's no light and then go straight into that main riff you know that yeah, oh, that's, yeah that's exactly that's exactly in my notes as well yeah completely into that main riff which is fine. It's like James loves that shape, that 2-4 immigrant song yeah. shape. Yeah. You know, it's even in the pre-chorus of Sandman, The Sleep With One Eye Open. You know, it's okay. Yeah. it doesn't sound too much like that. But again, he gets anchored on these things. And, you know, as I always say, I know riffs come from very few notes. Don't get me wrong. But this riff is just so... Mm-hmm. It's like, let's just start with a little disruption to the melody line. the And then let's just go into the G, go into the third fret and just have a sort of... Like, it just feels very perfunctory. Very workmanlike, you know, the sort of the soul of the song is often the riff, you know, mostly Metallica's case. But I feel like they just they sort of over polish it here, and there are these intros and these intersections and these transitions, but it's a little derivative. However, I will say I do appreciate the message of the song, and I I do feel like without darkness there's no light, though it does feel slightly hill songy or whatever. Like it's 
it's true, isn't it? Like, like it's something that we've all experienced. And even, I mean, I'm just, I'm just coming up with this on the fly, but I'm such a good podcaster, John. Like, even <laughs> that there's no light at the start, it almost feels like that comes out of the darkness, right? That just comes out of nowhere. Like, you know, the, there is this kind yeah. of uh, dialectic thing there. But, um, but yeah, what, what do you think of the, the message of the song? What, Het's kind of wisdom here in 72 Seasons mode. Um, so uh, I think it's an interesting one because there's lots of uh, chatter about, you know, it being the most overtly religious song on the mm. album. I guess people had this idea of, you know, lean on me and the idea of the higher power and things. But yes. I, I mean, you can read it that way. You can also read it as as Het saying to, you know, fans or, or friends or whoever, or anyone within his earshot, you know, I'm here, lean on me, a big part of, you know, the... Um, the 12 step program is, you know, offering supports and reaching right. out if people reach out, you know, so that there's, there's a lot of the rehab stuff in that. I mean, part of me also thinks that maybe it feels a little bit like it's a, a letter to his younger self. Mm-hmm. Um, Give the boy a break. Also, yeah. He, he frames it, you know, walking the streets and, and, and that sort of thing. And, and I, and part of me thinks like it, it could almost be like, he's saying to his younger self, you know, lean on me, trust in yourself, have faith. You'll come through this darkness. And at the end of the darkness, there will be light. So, you know, don't be that shy, um, scared, yeah. um, hiding in your room, invisible kid, you know, be, have faith, lean on me, lean on yourself, have faith in yourself and confidence in yourself because you'll get to where you're going. So it, I think it's uh, one of James's excellent um, um, abilities that he, he can take a lyric and you go, oh, that's about war. That's about religion. That's about, you know, fame. Mm-hmm. But actually, you can put any sort of spin on it. Um, if you if was whatever the listener brings to the song, really, I think. Yeah, so. yeah, I didn't really didn't really consider that more biographical aspect of it, but I can definitely see it now. And certainly in the second verse, the faultless elders have destroyed, you know, the yeah. love of young one. And you think of kind of James's Christian science. And, yeah, 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 exactly. You know, new boy, you know, builds this earth. And, you know, so there's, there's these constant themes. And I think that also plays into why a lot of people, I know Clint had a, an issue with this, the whole thing of like, um, it sounds like load or it sounds like the sure. black album or it sounds like this. And I think that the, the reason that is, is that there's lots of lyrics that the, some that are very obvious, you know, the cyanide reference and all of that. But yeah. I think a lot of the lyrics evoke images from throughout his lyrical career. So I think that that then is a little anchor point for people. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, there's sort of that, that kaleidoscopic kind of kind of recollection, those motifs. See, I didn't even, that's not how I read it, though. But as you say, there is this plurality inherent within these songs. But for me, it was more like the idea of hope. And the lean on me was just like, you know, when you're in a dark place, you really need to chase that light. You need to go after your dreams. You need to pursue these mm-hmm. things. But part and parcel of that, baked into that, is the risk, is the disappointment, you know. And it's, it's the yin and yang, isn't it? It's the Tao of that. So yeah. I, I do I do like those ideas. The problem for me, I find the chorus very annoying. Like I actually find the lean on there. I just I, I, that that hasn't warmed on me. And I feel no. like there are certain earworms in these choruses on these songs. Like you know I am constantly screaming, John Luxetana. Uh, you know you got to go there. And then Wrath of Man as well is a delight. But I don't know. I just kind of that kind of chase deadline, lean on that kind of call and response. It just. It has like this, this kind of ratty, needly sort of, I, I don't know, it does, it's, not, it's not got the anthemic push mm-hmm. that I guess I need. 
do you think that's because you're because of the the music of the song? Do you think yeah. the, the build up to that has been so sort of off putting for you that you're like, well, this has to be special to redeem it, and it's not special. It's just enough. not. Yeah, yeah. And then it, again, you know, James likes to kind of shoehorn maybe a few too many words into here, so you know, struggle along because 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 without darkness, can't even say because it's because it's just the meters barely mm-hmm. clipping over there. Without darkness, there's no light. Again, the message I love, but it's just a little. A little rushed as a package, a little, a little tight maybe. It doesn't feel as as, yeah. as fought through. I don't know. I mean, I, I uh, yeah. Again, lots of lots of comments about this has sort of been uh, about this album. Um, you know, James is the MVP and his vocal performance is mm. outstanding, and it is good. But I, I mean, the, the, for me, the first thing that I thought after like a full couple of listens to was like, ah, oh, God, he really sounds his age now. Okay. Like there's a there's a ragged edge and there's a, a warning and you know some of the things he sounds like he's just reaching the very edge of what he can do and what he can manage, but on the flip side that also adds I think to the um, the idea that this is you know a reflection on I mean seventy two seasons I don't think so for me the album feels not that specific but yeah. you know it is looking at all these different elements of his life past and present and possibly future and things like that so i think the road worn the gravel the 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 sort of jagged edge to his voice actually sort of gives um an extra sort of level to the songs i quite like this chorus i quite like the lean mm. on me bit i think that um they're not playing this live yet are they? i know no, it's when, not gone in there no i think when they do i think that's going to be that'll be the crowd I, mm-hmm. I think you know that'll be the bit for there, and I think it's it it, it feels it it matches what's come before for me. So you know, subjectively, whether you like the the rest of the song or not, like in terms of rhythm and riff and and energy, it it matches. Um, um, but that's a trait that's on this album quite a lot, as you mentioned about you know taking the taking a phrase or the title, making that the linchpin of the chorus. Yes. Um, and it, when you hang something like that on something so small, it, it has to be good. Otherwise, the whole thing collapses, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's just like in 70, 72 seasons, gone. Like, it just feels, again, yeah. a little mealy mouth for me. It just doesn't have yeah. the kind of majesty that, you know, James can imbue these things with, 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 the, with the better pacing. But, yeah, um, another, another, another marker against this track and kind of the album as a whole, there's very little variety on 72 seasons, you know. Even thinking of a, an album that feels quite similar inherently, like Death Magnetic, you know, that has kind of big eschatological kind of apocalyptic riffers towards the end. It has these big, like, math pieces. It has its ballads. It has instrumentals but you know 72 seasons just kind of has 72 season songs and i swear there were points listening to this tune this week where i just thought james was about to say uh, keep me inside my name is suicide like the certain uh-huh. like choruses that i just feel interchangeable to me in this album and almost like yeah. okay this could go here this could go here and and some of the kind of some of the, some of the linkages some of the scaffolding um mm-hmm. some of the variety is, is kind of missing there uh, yeah. And again, it's kind of the verse that, ooh, you know, James likes to do that when he just wants to sort of fill space. And the verse is quite spacious and it's kind of the main riff, uh, just opened up a little more. But um, pushing forward then, we, we get that kind of, you know, again, an example of load reload on the album is that kind of, what would you call it, sort of bridge riff? You know, the sort of slow, chuggy, chunky, kind of fried kind of thing, like... Again, that feels like something James can just do in his sleep. I don't think it's particularly essential, but it, it breaks it up somewhat. You mean the riff before the chorus? Y- yeah, there's, no, there's sort of um, the bow, bow, ba dum, bow, bow. Yeah, that's sort step of down, one yeah. step down. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. Uh, it, 
when I did my edit this morning, not my edits great. Or You'll the have to right send one. me that edit. No, I want to hear I it. I will. I will happily. Um, um, I chopped that entire section out. It's but, uh, yeah. To me, it's unnecessary. Agreed. Like, I, I think that there are there are so many, for me, cool little riffs in this song that they could have just gone back to that. So that whole one step down section, you know, that the the... The riff that comes after the solo, jumping ahead a little mm-hmm, bit, but the mm-hmm. riff that comes out, out after the solo is essentially, it's the same riff as the, yeah. oh, he will break, he's no mistake, that that bridge thing, it's just elongated. I'm like, that's a cool riff. Like, you could have that in there before the solo. This one step down, like that whole section, it's just, it, 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 to me, it's the, it's the definition of this is what happens, or this is how current Metallica works in that they've got 17 riffs mm-hmm. and they smash them together in, in Pro Tools to see what works. And then, and then, and then it's a case of how can Greg we starts then... fiddling and, and he then, does. yeah, that's it. Um, uh, and then he, uh, and then, you know, it's like, okay, well, we need like a transition from this riff. I mean, like that one step down thing, you know, it, it goes from E to A. And that's mm-hmm. where you've got that whole sort of, but it's just like this really convoluted yeah, way. Yeah, sort of so juddering. Goes and... from E to A, <laughs> so they could do this whole section. You know, like you don't need to do that. You don't need to like if that riff is cool, put that in a song on. That's the main riff of another mm-hmm. song. That's not like a middle eight in this song, you know. And and I think that that a lot of this album suffers from the fact that it doesn't. As you say, it doesn't feel like it flows because when Lars and James are in, well, were in Lars's dungeon and they were jamming away mm. together, you know, you've got your guitar in hand, you're naturally going, well, here I am, and okay, where do I go? Oh, and that works, and that kind of thing. Whereas this is like, here's a riff from Indiana, and here's a riff from Copenhagen, and this is a riff from 1994, <laughs> and it's like, it's just too. Sometimes it's too disjointed. It's yeah. really noticeable. There's too much like, in the gumbo. Is, there is, yeah, and it's yeah, just, you know. yeah. And I mean, it, think it, about so, Sandman. We've talked about well, this, I think, maybe before, but Sandman's got like three riffs in it. It does actually, yeah. And it's, you just, know? and a lot I of mean, it is just building around. into that riff as well. But it's a yeah, good exactly. build. It's a good 45 second exactly. intro, and like this. Exactly. So you know, it, sometimes I think you know they they may be at this point in their lives. I mean, they definitely haven't got a Bob Rock who's telling them that's not good enough. You know, they've got no. Greg, and I don't want to say he's a yes man, but he's certainly not. He's definitely a yes man. Like it's fine, but he's just yeah, he's like you know the puppet dictator sort of thing. Like you yeah. know, and, and doesn't like two tracks on this album end with like a Greg quote going, "That was good, guys." It's like, why is this in the record? Like. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I find that sort of um, post. Um, I don't mind studio chatter on a song if it kind of works, but yeah, it's just, it can be a bit, it can be a bit much sometimes. So, so yeah, we have this bridge, just one, one step down, like, you know, it's kind of just baked into my head. I don't know why, but it's not particularly successful. Yeah. I don't really like it with apathy, comma, look straight through, like the way this is delivered. I find it just a little heavy handed. Um, Again, you know, I really don't need to like, in the same way that you can cut and paste every Kirk solo on this record, you can cut and paste my criticisms of them. So, you know, we've gone through most of the songs now. So I don't, I feel like Kirk, I'm just repeating myself. So I don't really want to do too much here. But yeah, James starts this riff, this, this, you know, okay, we, we've spoke about before, haven't we, the five, seven idea in load and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's not five, seven, but it's like eight, seven, and it's like chugging and it's on the A string, whatever. Very, very mm-hmm. simple riff, you know, very monotonal riff. He kind of establishes this and then Kirk starts to build on top of it. 
He's doing his, you know, his jerky bends and his out-of-nowhere flurry of notes just because he can sort of move his fingers fast. And then at, right at the end, there's a, there's a tiny bit of character in the solo. I'm like, okay. There's like a sort of discordant little, like a tweak. It's kind of hard to get. But like, it just feels like, okay, he's actually sort of not, he's actually leaving this pentatonic box. You know, I'm kind of proud of him. Like, stoop kid, you know. But it just, again, it's just, it's just so sterile. And it's just so indicative of a lot of this record, unfortunately. Uh, you know, I for one welcome our new AI overlords if they can just if they can write a good Kirk solo because I'm sure AI can do that now. If you're just like write me a you know a '91 solo on 72 seasons, like because it's just I, I don't know. I mean, it, what I found with this podcast is and talking to friends in my life, I clearly care too much about guitar solos, and most people don't give a fuck, and it's sort of it's just mm-hmm. whatever you know to them. It's mm-hmm. not an important part of the song, but it is to mm-hmm. me, and yep. I just I, I I don't know. I'm not disappointed. Because obviously, I, you know, I wasn't thinking, oh, Kurt's going to completely reinvent himself on this record. But yep. it's just, when it's like this, when it's so predictable like this, it's just like, what, you know, you might as well cut the solo out of the song as well if you're going to chop stuff down. Like, did, did you, or did you keep the solo? Uh, no, I, I kept the solo. Kept solo. Um, okay. I, I, it, it's a solo of two halves for me. It, the first bit, so is. like the, basically the first 10 seconds is okay, it's solid. Yeah. Um, but then the section after that, um, basically there's a bit of a load bluesy sort of double stop bit and mm. then there's those really fast licks at about five minutes the um yeah yeah I so I thought that that was great I really enjoyed now I'm I'm with you I have not been quiet about my criticisms of Kirk on this album over on the discord and blah 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 <laughs> and I think that um <clears throat> I think he, he is um playing sub in a subpar manner there's an argument that he's playing to the song i think kirk's even said that and i think nah that's not that's not what we want we don't want you to reinvent the wheel like we're not asking you for satriani-esque uh sweet picking or petrucci you know legato playing or whatever we're just asking you to think about asking you we would like you to think about what you're playing as opposed to and again it's symptomatic or it's it's dictated by how they work he turns up he flies in from hawaii yep. he turns up and he and he he's sort still of got spunks. beach hair in his speech sand, sand in his hair sand right? in his toes, oh my yeah. God. And, he, and he and he and he spunks off a bunch of riffs and then he leaves and then lars and greg put that together and then he has to then go back at some point and relearn what he's played and i think this is again the the, the problem with the way that they're doing things for me as a fan as a as a, somebody, you know, 30, whatever years plus, you know, I, mm. I want them to feel like they care. And for him to just turn up and play something and say, yeah, that'll do. It's lively. Oh, that's the vibe, yeah. you know? And you're like, I, I don't want that. I want something that, that I don't have to have every solo that sings and I can remember it, but I want something that feels like something has been put into it, a bit of soul, as opposed to, as you say, here's my pentatonic box. I'm going to do my um, my wiggly runs down the fretboard, here's some dive bombs, I'll do some 12, 14 <laughs> fret double stops, and then I'll do, you know... Oh, the du- the double stops really hurt. They're like, it's the most basic thing. You like, I, I like, I play guitar and I'm shit guitar. I do double stops because I don't have the imagination. It's like, come on, yeah. Johnny B, not good, like... I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I'm in the same thing. I mean, it, you know, he'll have his defenders and that's fine. I mean, ultimately, it doesn't ruin the song for me. In fact, what it does now, like with this song, is that when something catches my ear, like, as I said, that end, that mm. end bit after about, after about four minutes, 50 till the end of the solo. I love all of that. I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is really, there's a vibe here. There's an attitude. It's, it's aggressive. It's fast. Yes, it's not. 
anything new or amazing, but it, it works. Whereas so much of everything else that he does on this album and the previous one is a bit like, well, Kirk's here. And after he made such a fucking, uh, you know, such he was so fucking vindicated oh. about the lack of solos on St. Anger. Yeah. And then they came back with Death Magnetic. He was all over that and there was a fire there. And then it's just yeah, like, he was good on like, Death well, Magnetic. Yeah, he doesn't no, care okay anymore now. again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, so I think that's currently where I am. But I, I mean, as I said, it's a solo of two halves for me. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And it, it's just, you, you can have your little bingo, you know, scorecards and you can just mark mm-hmm. off every single fucking cliche that he's just, you know, mm-hmm. hitting, hitting bullseye. Um, a few final thoughts on the song as well. Like, I've, I've said this many times on the show. Like, I feel like in music in general, like when a when a sort of a popular phrase has been immortalized in a song, you can't really touch it. Like, I've, it's always bothered me that Kelly Clarkson had Since You've Been Gone. Because that, you know, it's a great song, but it's rainbow and it's just like, I, I don't know, it's just weird. So for me, Lean On Me is a musical phrase, you know, that, that has mm-hmm. been immortalised. So again, that's another thing that is like a little tick off for me, Bill Withers. You know, it's a bit like Oasis had that song Stand By Me, which is on a cover. And it's just like, again, I know there's only so many words in the world and whatever. And that, that mm-hmm. fitted the, the sequence for James. But that's just a little... You know, Tom Quee thing. That's not. I know. I know most most people won't won't care about that. Will be bothered about that. But but yeah, the song again doesn't. It doesn't even have the dignity to just kind of end. Like you know, James <laughs> says there's no life, and then there's like more riffs and like yeah. stuff going. Yeah. It's like why? Like guys, you've already outstayed your welcome. Now it's like getting you know just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that ending um, is too long. Um, it's very cool. I mean that that last. Um, the very, very end riff, the do 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 that's, to me, I'm like, that's heavy as fuck, and that's great. We'll keep that in. Do we need to go back to the um, the main riff? Do we need that bit right after there? Can we not just go to the, you know, the the bridge riff again? So I did do a little bit of editing there, yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's again, a lot of this, I think, and, 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 and a lot of um, perhaps um, where a certain section of the fan base is, is it's, understanding that this is what Metallica is now, this is where they are. That doesn't mean that it's, you know, destroyed the band or the legacy. You can still go back and listen to puppets. But there is, I think, a lot more objectivity needed about their later work. And if they do release another album, it'll be the same thing again, you know, because we are holding them up to our own personal standards. And the moment you start doing that, you know that it's subjective. Well, I don't think Kirk plays well, but this person over here thinks he's playing amazing because this person loves everything he does. Whereas Mm. I don't, you know, so I I, I don't know. It's, it's, I do enjoy the song. I must say, having spent the week just listening to this (laughs) track, and um that always not, happens though i always like when, I, when I get ready to podcast i'm like nah it's all right but like five days ago i'm like this is terrible like, uh, but but i mean that's the, that's the good i mean the thing is that's the great thing about you and this show is that mm. it's it's always honest and i think that for me like when i come when i know that i'm going to be on i i really try to be objective about the song so i forget that you know, I'm the one who wrote like ten and a half thousand words on load, or you know, I've been a fan since I was seven. Like I, I, yeah. I put all of that aside and I say, what is this song? How do I view this song based on not what I think or not even what Metallica did in the past? How is this song generally? And for me, on this album, this is certainly a high light. Um, mm. So um, I think 
there are far more there are a couple of the songs i would i mean too far gone which you haven't got to yet no. but if you if you had me on it'd be a short episode because i think i'd be saying shit and that would be my comment oh, on that song okay yeah i i think i've said before on the show i think people want that song to be good rather than it actually yeah. being good no, I, I I don't like it. I no. think I think it's clunky. And anyway, that's not the show. Yeah. But I think <laughs> this is this is a real highlight for me. I think there is some. Yes, it needs some editing. Most of this album needs editing. Oh, come on. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, gone are the days of eight tracks and forty-five minutes. But um, it could do with some editing. But I think compared with the other tracks on the album, it's definitely in the top half for me. Okay, yeah. interesting. I I don't. Is it in the top half for me? No, no, no. No, sorry. I'm just looking at the uh, 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 the whole track listing now. Yeah, so so twelve songs, so top six. No, I'd probably have to put Seventy Two Seasons, Shadows Follow, Screaming Suicide, Sleep All My Life Away. Probably just the top six. I actually prefer over the back six. I mean, in, I in can't. Right. I still can't get into Sleeping uh, Screaming Suicide. It's again. It's a little sluggish, isn't it? And and the riff is just nothing at all. And it's yeah. you know. And yeah, I, I mean. Yeah. But the first, the first five, actually, yeah, the first, the first five and chasing, yeah, oh, I don't know. Oh, well, I don't do you know. rate Maybe Lux? We should do another show. <laughs> do you rate Lux Eterna, the song? Um, do you know what? When it came out, I didn't like it at all. In fact, I didn't like any of the singles. No. And I was really, really worried. Um, I think we might have talked about this on the SNM show. Mm. I was really worried that I was going to, like, hate this album. And then that was going to throw me into an existential <laughs> crisis I'm not sure I could get out of. Because um, the money, let alone the time and love I've spent on this band. Right. Um, but now, in the context of the album, love it. Yeah. It's, it's been a complete 180 for me. Yeah. I didn't Same. like it when it came out. I thought, oh, shit, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh, I can't wait for, you know, I think that one, two of You Must Burn and Lux Eterna. I know you're not a fan of You Must Burn, but That's, I think. Yeah. See, see past episodes for more uh, more context there. But yeah, Lux. Lux is like just one of my favorite songs of the year that I've heard this year. Like, you know, outside yeah. of 72 seasons. It's absolutely thrilling. So. So yeah, that that wraps up. I think we we went into some good detail there on that tune on chasing lights. So definitely let us know what you think. Metalcapod at gmail I uh, I forgot to ask people on Twitter, so that's why we've not got any Twitter feedback. But <laughs> that that was my bad. So uh, but get let let me know anyway. Metalcapod at gmail what you think of uh, of chasing light and at Metallicapod or on Patreon, all that good stuff as well. If you want to hear the next episode right now, which is if darkness had a son, John. You, you know you you do some writing. I know you do a bit with with certain podcasts. Like where can people find your stuff? Um, well, um, I, I suppose uh, my main place would be uh, my um, blog. So that's biographyandmusic.wordpress.com. I'm sure Tom will put the link in the show of notes course. if that, you want to go. That's a good title, that is. That must have been like an early WordPress blog to get that. Um, yeah, it used to be biog in music, and then mm. I thought it looked weird, so I changed it. Um, uh, so, um, yeah, if you want to go read my four-part load waffle, uh, it's all there. Album artwork, uh, B-sides, the live shows I went to, all sorts it's of like fun a picture, games. picture of you and Lars, I seem to remember, on there. Yeah, there's a there's a, a, a recap of my um, experience of meeting Lars in the summer of 2002 in San Francisco. And uh, I haven't written about my Phil Toll experience yet, so I might put that on there oh at my. some point as well. You need a sub stack. You need to get that on there. Well, you know, it was only very brief, but mm. funny enough, it was it was when Metallica did that secret download show in 2003. I remember that. Wasn't that the first Rob gig? 
Uh, or one of them. It was like an early yes, rock gig. Yeah, they did, it was the first UK one because they yes. did um, the Fillmore. They did four nights in the Phil, five nights in the Fillmore. But I'd seen them uh, recording a TV show for Channel Four um, in mm. Riverside Studios um, the day before. So there were, it, I think we we all knew basically everyone who's there. We knew they were playing the next day because um, they said we'll see you tomorrow. And we all went, oh, okay. What was the what was the TV show? Uh, it was called Headliners on Headliners. Channel 4. Okay, I'm, I'm quite into like 90s, 2000s TV culture. I'm obviously a bit younger than you, but I don't remember. Because Channel 4 don't tend to do much music stuff normally. No, they, they did a series of shows called Headliners and it was various different bands. I mean, I don't know if they did any other ones. Okay. But I know they did the Metallica one and they did, um, I think it was like a seven song set. And then they, <clears throat> they paused and then they recorded, um, I want to say Saint Anger, uh, live for CD UK. CD UK, I remember straight after SMTV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they 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 came on and they put this sort of um, this is such a specific British thing, but I'm going to do it anyway. They put this um, this laminate on the stage with the CD UK logo on it because obviously they were going to be filming it for inclusion in the show, and I've never heard. 300 people boo so fucking loudly because of a TV title, you know, because obviously there's all these hoary, hairy metalheads and there's this kids show, whatever. So, uh, yeah, but it was great. It was the it was um, it was the first time I heard Frantic and the first time I heard St. Anger. Um, And it was it was tiny, you know, it was only about 250, 300 people in the studio. They used to film TFI Friday. So anyway, what this is a. This is a tour through the... Ba- I love this. Okay, so... Um, I mean, it's, a, it's it just just for you, just for the feedback that you're giving me now, I'll definitely write this up now. Oh, my God. No, no, no. I love this. I love that. CD UK. Yeah, I definitely do. I remember I did a compilation on the YouTube channel ages ago of like Metallica through the years, and and I do recall stumbling across a CD UK performance of them. It's been like, yeah? yeah. So, um, so, yeah, guys, as always, this has been a lot of fun. Great to have John on and go back and check out all the old episodes that we've done in the past as well, including the 72... Including the uh, 72 seasons kickoff episode the snm2 one and i'll be back next week for if darkness had a son also planning to do a few little special episodes now that i've got my home office set up so i definitely want to do maybe i'll just do this personally reviewing each song on portals kirk hammett's instrumental ep which i've been listening to a lot lately just to get it into my head and uh yeah a few other topics as well that i want to cover that maybe we didn't get a chance to do. it's like it's a crime we've never done a some kind of monster episode on this show so might have to do like a six-parter or something but yeah and i also I mean, want, I want to cover the yeah. uh the 40th anniversary shows as well so so yeah we got we got some stuff in the pipeline uh patreon is where you'll find it first but john thank you again this has been a lot of fun thanks man